Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy Ryback, joined by Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., WrestlingInc.com. Round two, Round two. technical difficulties. If this melt, if this breaks down again, Raj, I'm, I'm going to have a meltdown on air. <laughs> All right, <laughs> not the first time. Well, let's. Uh, we don't want to start off the weekend that way, so hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, good old Streamyard. All right, I think we should be good though. Yeah, well, technology okay. in general. That's. I mean. With Zoom, we're using it all the time, and always, you know, the little issues pop up here and there. But, but it's working now. So, how are you doing? I'm doing good. This makes me happy. I'm waiting for you just to freeze and completely disappear on me. And uh, but thank you guys for being patient as we uh, as I work through these technical difficulties. And uh, we're hardwired, and we should be good. But um, doing good. Little Sophie, a lot of work on that end, and. Uh, as anyone that knows that listens to me on the uh, morning chats, the Ryback show is going to be going live Monday through Thursday, every 9 a.m. on Ryback TV and Twitch, and then available on all podcast platforms shortly thereafter. And then, yeah, the Wrestling Report every Friday at 10. Yeah, yeah. So uh, keep checking us out. We'll be here every week. Now this is our new time. Uh, we'll be doing this live. And uh, subscribers podcast, we'll still get the podcast version at the same time. But uh, you can join us live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. So uh, it's good to be here uh, again uh, with your dog, Sophie. I think uh, we mentioned it earlier, everyone. The chat's sending positive vibes. Hope hope she's better. Thank you very much. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a rough situation. It's been over two and a half years over that now. It'll be three years in February. Uh, she turns five on Halloween. It, it's a lot of work, but I've been very blessed to be in the position to be able to work from home and do everything from home yeah. and everything with the supplements with Feed Me More Nutrition. So it's uh, hopefully avoided surgery. The next surgery is really invasive. Um, and there can be issues with breathing and blood rupture, blood vessel ruptures with the Frenchies, which not there's a high success rate, but still she's been through so many. So she's a little warrior, though, and I appreciate all the well wishes from everyone all week. And uh, I will keep everyone updated. Yeah, yeah. Again, positive vibes to her. Um, we talked about this before the technical difficulties, but let's uh, let's run through it again. Uh, Florida has made it clear now that all football stadiums in the state, uh, and that includes uh, where the Dolphins play and Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, uh, can open with full capacity. So, sixty-five thousand fans, whatever the capacity yeah. may be. Uh, the Dolphins still aren't doing it. The NBA, the NFL has their own uh, measures and, and uh, protocols. And I think 25% is the maximum they're allowing right now. But mm -hmm. in Florida, it's allowed. And those uh, those restrictions don't affect WWE or AEW. So now AEW at Daly's Place, they could start having full crowds if they want. And WWE has all, already made plans for WrestleMania next year to move from Los Angeles to Tampa. It's pretty much a done deal that it's going to be taking place in Tampa, which is where it was supposed to happen this year before uh, things went crazy in the weeks leading up to it. Yeah. So WrestleMania likely in front of, uh, who knows, a full crowd or half crowd or whatever WWE decides, but it's at their discretion at this point. I think there's a lot of people that are going to be excited about this, and I'm sure there's going to be a fair amount of people that are outraged and angry. And if they weren't outraged and angry over that, they would find something else to be outraged and angry over. Um, I think uh, for the majority of people, everyone's sick of this. Uh, we've seen the numbers. We've seen the CDC and, and just change their stance multiple times. I think the repercussions of keeping people living in fear and living in their houses 
um, is far greater uh, than the numbers we're seeing from from the virus. And I think if you are uh, someone with a with a, a predisposed condition or at risk or a higher risk individual, you don't go. I think people have the choice and the option. Uh, and my guess will be we will see jam packed arenas and that will show you what people have chosen um, as the way and that's life. You make decisions and you make choices. I think you look at the information, but I think we need to move to get back to normal and get people living out of fear because I think we could all media's trash. Everything's trash with all this. And, and, and no one knows. You just look at the hard numbers and you look at people again. I think it's going to be all right at the end of the day, knowing what we know now or what we've seen with the numbers being presented at the survival rate and how this reacts to most, the majority of people. But protect it, wear the mask, practice social distancing where you can, you know, and we'll go from there. We'll see what are we going to live in our houses until some some shitty vaccine comes out. I mean, I just don't know how long we expect people to do that for, you know, money is oxygen. You can't, you can't, can't go on too long the way that it's been. So I'm all for it at this point. Yeah. Um, moving on for the people live, uh, the, the people listening on the podcast, uh, this will have already happened at least part of the draft, but uh, the draft takes place tonight on Friday night. Smackdown starts tonight, uh, resumes on Monday. Already you've kind of had wrestling switching kind of back and forth without any real rhyme or reason. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke just recently moved to Raw with not much of a storyline explanation. Braun Strowman's been showing up. Um, any thoughts on, on the draft? I mean, it's been done so many times. The problem isn't the on what set of, it. It doesn't matter what side anyone is on under, under the umbrella right now of WWE. The, the problem is the business model for the last 20, 25 years has been absolute shit at not creating larger than life megastars that organically were getting over. And then having the, the luxury of being sports entertainment and running with that momentum. So now you have a bunch of people who are all superstars, but there was nobody, nobody's broken out. And it was because nobody's been allowed to break out because the company, anytime anyone was getting over, they pull it back to keep it under control. So now what you have is you're in this situation where you got a bunch of equals. Uh, you got a bunch of stars. Don't get me wrong, they're all stars, but you're you're under this umbrella where you're you're handcuffed. And you could I don't give a shit. You could switch Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. You could swap them all around all day long. It ain't the answer. It's not. It's it, now again. Is it, it? This is something to create a excitement for one night. But again, they don't adhere to anything anyways. Guys are bouncing back and forth anyways. They all have their heads up their asses. And it's just damage control at this point. I'm telling you, it's what do you think Braun Strowman going to Raw is gonna is gonna is gonna move the ratings? And what and why not? It, why not? Because he's been he's been handcuffed anytime the guy was getting over, and then now and he's limited. Now you can you can't get you can't break out once they do that to you too many times. The only way to get out of that is you gotta leave. And then you got to let time heal the wounds. It's not, you can put Dolph Ziggler back and forth, Bobby Roode all day. You could have Shane doing, you know, shitty raw underground things with no direction. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they have their heads up their asses. It's damage control at this point. We'll be, we'll be talking about something else next week. It's not going to be, man, can you believe Kevin Owens is on SmackDown? Cool. We've seen it a thousand times the last three years. So, yeah. 
we do have uh, Wrestling Inc. We do have a couple of the top names who are going to be moving. Uh, do, do you want do you want spoilers on here, or just leave that out? We can just no. We'll on. leave that. We'll let we'll, we'll leave a little bit of excitement. I don't want to be part of the problem. All right, sounds good. <laughs> and, and, and the problem, as you mentioned, is still ultimately no matter how much you switch it. Yeah, you're going to have fresh matchups for a few weeks, but inherently the WWE problem of repeating week after week after week will continue. Mm-hmm. So. We, for a week or two, you'll have new feuds, but then you're going to see them wrestling every single week. We've seen Apollo Cruz versus Apollo Cruz or one of his, you know, friends against the Hurt Business for the last 25 weeks. Yeah. We've seen Mysterio and, you know, the Mysterios versus Seth Rollins and friends for the last, you know, four months. Same thing yep. with uh, the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza for the better part of the last five months. So they get in these cycles and these feuds. All they know how to do is just have them keep wrestling each other week after week, as opposed to doing storylines and, and and other things like they used to do in the past. Exactly. It, it's just, and like I said, it, everybody's interchangeable. Yeah. Who do you look at on that? They've literally made anybody interchangeable on that roster for the most part, with maybe the exception of Roman slightly above that. But everybody's, and even that is, is a downgrade from what it used to be because it never, they didn't let anything happen organically or naturally of running with that momentum and letting fans feel like they're a part of the business. Fans are outraged now because they don't feel like they're a part of the business anymore. They don't feel like they're part of that process of taking a guy that has nothing and helping making that guy a larger than life megastar. That's part of the excitement of pro wrestling for fans watching this fake hokey bullshit entertainment. You want that realism in there. You need that moment of the intensity, energy, believability in there as well but you want to be a part of that process of making these guys larger than life stars. And Vince has taken that away from the fans and they're pissed off. And that's why we're seeing more and more people leaving. They're fair. I get messages all the time that people, when I left, they quit watching. And I believe it because people, they, they get sick of seeing when guys get to a level and they should break out. And all the company has to do is just put them over for one night because the momentum's already there. And they go ahead and they do everything they can to destroy it. They, they've really put themselves in a corner and I don't think they can make new stars to the level they used to because they took away all the magic of making. You need megastars to also create new megastars there. You really do. And it, it really, really think it's just been, this is karma coming back. And, and you know, I, I, I love all the talent and everybody's still capable. But you read the same lines from the same goofballs that are writing in the back every week. And I say that nicely. They mean no harm. But they don't, man. You can't write for the for a lot of the talent there to word for word and expect them to go out there and to break out and to connect with people. You break out by being able to improv and show emotion and have real life wit and humor in this entertainment setting. And they've taken that all away. I talked to Vicky Guerrero about it last week on the Ryback show. It doesn't matter what role you're playing there. Me and Heath last night, Heath Slater. It becomes Groundhog's Day, whether you're the WWE champion or you're the opening act jobbing out on every match. It becomes the same thing because you're just doing this this boring, bland script week after week. They take away all the excitement and the enjoyment that pro wrestlers get into the business for. And that's one of the things now, like, I'm so much happier doing all my own stuff now because I could be me at all times. And you know what? I don't give a damn if you hate me. At least I'm being me. And it's not hating me for reading, you know, a, a, a three-page promo on priest raping boys over some shit movie I know nothing about. But Vince Verbatim wants me to read that. And then I have to take the heat for it that I suck. No, I don't. I'm a master at reading shitty lines. 
And that's what everyone there is doing right now. And it, it's bullshit. But that's pro wrestling right now. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's weird when they've seen what works in the past, the blueprints there, and, and to not at least go back to some of those elements that definitely worked and, and look at you yeah. know, where you're at now and the ratings keep declining. We'll get to the ratings here a little bit later, but 1.6 plus million viewers for Raw, which actually for where we are now is actually a good number for them. Uh, and, and we'll get to that. But um, Vince is a money whore. Vince is a whore for money. And he, he sacrificed everything to make the brand and make money on the back end of the superstars. And we saw it with the Twitch stuff and everything. All he cares about is increasing his bank account. And he doesn't care at, at what expense. I'm telling it, it. I've seen it. I know him well enough to know this and everything I experienced there. He's simply, if his bank account's going up and the, the revenue's coming in in other ways, it's, he doesn't care on the individual brands and he doesn't want to have to deal with it of guys getting big. But I go, it all goes back to the, this is what I said before, new CEOs and people in charge understand you empower your employees, you empower your workers. And if they want to leave, they leave better off because more often than not, they will come back and they'll come back even better than they were. Vince lives in a carny, old school, fear-based world where he wants everyone to be scared. He wants to take away power from everybody. It's an old school dictator mindset. And in 2020, it doesn't work anymore. And what we are witnessing is the downfall of Vince McMahon live on television every week because his mindset is outdated and it's too late for him to change. And I swear to God, I promise you, Raj, he is going to be extinct very soon. It's going to happen. He cannot keep up. He cannot change. There's nothing WWE could do. AEW surpasses them in one year, my prediction. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that. And, uh, and and we'll see. I mean, right now, the one thing that's going to be affecting WWE and AEW is the shift from cable to streaming. All Warner yeah. Media uh, this past week, they're reducing costs by 20%, which is going to lay off thousands of employees, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this would be across the TV channels, uh, TNT, which airs AEW Dynamite, HBO, and TBS, as well as Warner Brothers Studios. And it was noted that, again, it's the move to streaming. The the ad revenue isn't there anymore on cable. Uh, people are watching uh, on streaming more and more. How that affects wrestling, they, both AEW and WWE have still have several years left on their contracts. Sports are getting increased media rights, but WWE and AEW don't exactly fall under sports. Uh, as we've seen for years. So uh, we'll just have to see how this plays out. Viewing habits are changing rapidly, but we've seen in television still a major thing, Raj. I mean, look at the debates the other night, over 50 million people. Yeah, if there's tonight. something, yeah. yeah. So if people are interested in something, they will tune in. But I think you have to be able to evolve with the times and create, you can't keep doing the same old thing if the same old thing isn't working anymore. And, and, we see it with AEW doing the dark and making that show bigger and bigger. Like they're putting a lot into that show. They're booking people on that. Like that they, that you wouldn't see WWE take that approach. They are trying, they, they, I feel they are looking at AEW dark as, as something that could potentially be bigger than dynamite maybe in five years. And they're putting that effort into it right now, which I absolutely love because they're not doing things the old standard WWE way, which we've seen, other companies in the past, maybe with TNA and things, they kind of try to adopt that WWE formula, but it was already broken and not working. So it really doesn't work when somebody else tries to do it, which is why I think we've seen AEW do this blue water technique approach of just doing something completely different 
and I think it's working and it, it, it's going to be, you got to, you got to look ahead. The times are changing and it, it's, and it makes me happy to see that because they're prepared. The other places. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also this week, Alberto Del Rio, uh, former WWE champion, he was indicted on Thursday by a grand jury in San Antonio, Texas on charges of aggravated kidnapping. Um, we had, if you, you can check out Wrestling Inc.'s report for what happened in May, but he was basically arrested and subsequently charged with a sex, uh, second degree sexual assault felony yeah. and aggravated kidnapping. It looks like the, the second degree sexual assault fel felony was dropped easy for me to say. Um, so uh, a trial date will be set. So this case is going to trial. Del Rio had been out on $50,000 bond. He's slated to be arraigned today. Um, so uh, if he does get convicted, uh, and it depends on if it's a first degree or a, a second degree, but if it's a first degree felony and he's convicted, it could re result in a jail sentence ranging from five to 99 years or life imprisonment and or a fine of up to $10,000. If it's a second degree felony, he could face anywhere from two to 20 years in prison and a fine of up to $10,000. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to hear that. And Alberto, I have nothing like I've gotten along with him and, and this is, I'm going, you know, talking about wrestling here um, and being around him and, and working with him at various points throughout WWE and seeing him come into FCW and kind of struggle a little bit to, to pick up early on. Uh, and then where people, they had these high expectations and I think he just took a little bit of time to adjust. And then all of a sudden he busted onto the scene as Alberto Del Rio and I remember seeing him in, in FCW and not knowing the personality that, that he had. And, and then he got to TV and I was like, whoa, that guy. And I was watching from developmental and, and he impressed me a lot. And he came in hot. And but man, you talk about a guy. I think we all have our issues and our problems and, and pro wrestling can sometimes hide those problems for a while. And, uh, and, you know, when you leave, we've seen it time and time again when, when people leave WWE. How often, and now outside of like a guy like Rock and Austin that make their money and they leave, or, you know, where guys do, I mean, just ex those, those other guys that were on a different level financially, Alberto did really, really well financially there, especially that last contract he came back at. But when they leave, when people leave, how often do you really see them really actually do better in anything else? It's almost non-existent. It, it, it's, and oftentimes you see these situations where it, it's kind of a, a downward cycle of just thing after thing. And, and I think we kind of saw that a little bit with things being ex personal life in, in the, the media. And we know how they could be in, in, in exposing people's private life, which I'm not a fan of, of any of um, And I don't know all the details of this. You know, you, none of us were there for that. None of us. And all I could hope is that Alberto can get his mind into the right place. If it's not already, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I hate to hear this over the guy that I have a history with and had nothing but respect for in the ring. And I saw him night after night, give it everything he had. I hate seeing things after wrestling with people, you know, but hopefully regardless of it, of all this, there's a valuable learning experience in this. And maybe this is the thing that propels him to future greatness. Once again, I don't know. Is he going to get a jail sentence? We're going to have to wait and see. It's, you know, and I, I don't want to say whatever, if he, what he did, you know, you can't justify, you can't defend. I don't know the details though. And all I could hope is that somehow one way, shape or form that this is a positive experience for him. 
afterwards with his life going forward. Yeah. Uh, also, this past week, Candy Cartwright, uh, independent wrestler, um, her real name, Samantha Tavel, she filed a lawsuit against WWE, Matt Riddle, Evolve, and Gabe Sapolsky for $10 million uh, a piece. So uh, not total a piece. It's a civil lawsuit. Uh, back in June, during the speaking out movement, when that was uh, going strong, she came out and alleged that Matt Riddle had sexually assaulted her. Uh, he had denied it. Um, so uh, they they held a press conference. Her and her, her attorney. Uh, she's claiming that Riddle committed a serious series of assaults against her from 2017 through January of 2020. Says that Riddle first sexually assaulted her in April of 2017 in a parking lot following an Evolve show. And she claims that Riddle bragged about the incident with Sapolsky and two others from WWE who tactically approved of the assault. And uh, after leaving an Evolve event on May 19, 2018, uh, Cartwright says that Riddle forced her to perform oral sex on him on a bus with other wrestlers. She wasn't comfortable doing it and said no. And she claims that Riddle then put his hands on her neck and said, what if I just made you? So there, there, there are other things in there. Um, you can, the full article's up on Wrestling Inc., but uh, Riddle has repeatedly denied that these allegations in September. Uh, so he had filed a petition for a restraining order. He actually dropped that petition in September, and uh, he announced on September 17th that he would be fa filing a civil suit against Cartwright. However, it not, has not been filed yet, so... Um, yeah, uh, 40, $40 million lawsuit, basically. Again, I don't know the details of any of this. I don't think anyone outside of them probably really know. I will say this just based off hearing, you know, when we talked about this briefly in the past, if an incident occurred in 2015, 2017, why would you continue to put yourself, uh, in harm's way year? You know what I mean? Afterwards. It, from the sounds of that, it sounds like she continued to put herself, not, not, not don't knowing any of the details, but like if, if something happened to you in 2017, somebody sexually assaulted you, you probably wouldn't, you would have not go around them again, I would imagine. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that part of it. Um, I think this is one of those situations. I'm not involved in it. They're going to have to, you know, if, Going up against WWE if you're in a legit court-like setting is that they are the masters of, of draining people financially on that, which I don't see her being in any position to be able to, to handle that that onset of, uh, of how of that approach that they will take most likely anyways. But if I've seen two, and this is in WWE's defense, and this isn't defending the situation, I've seen them get lawsuits brought against them time and time again for ridiculous things, which with people trying to get a payday and this and that. And, and from a big business standpoint, I feel for them on that end of dealing with, with shit people on that end. With that said, I don't know the details of this, but if WWE is defending Matt in this, they would have dropped him like a fly if they're, they had any inkling of suspicion that he did something wrong, regardless of how they wanted to use him. They don't give a shit about anybody. They would have washed their hands of him instantly if there was really, truly incriminating evidence against it. So my opinion is them taking this approach and defending him is they really, truly believe that this person is up to no good. And if that's the case, she's she'll get what she has coming to her. But we'll have to let the you know that play out. 
And uh, we had reached out to WWE yesterday and they sent the statement to Wrestling Inc. saying WWE has not been served with a lawsuit by Ms. Tavel uh, or uh, Tavel, Tavel, I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name regardless. And they also said, however, if they are served, they will vigorously defend themselves and contest it. So um, they're already prepared if the lawsuit comes their way. A uh, couple of injury notes. Uh, Ridge Holland, who was... Uh, about to start a feud with Adam Cole, his highest profile feud uh, since, you know, debuting in NXT. He sustained a nasty leg injury uh, on NXT this past Wednesday night. Uh, he only Larkin went for a dive. He didn't catch him right. And he suffered a left ankle dislocation and fracture and a right knee patella dislocation and patellar tendon rupture. Uh, the knee dislocation was put back into place at ringside. The ankle dislocation was put back into place uh, in the surgery room. He underwent surgery uh, to have that fixed. So he's going to be out for a little bit. And also Mickey James, she's currently out of action. They had that awkward finish on Raw a few weeks ago with Asuka. And so what it turns out now, is, you know, what she's saying, is that her nose was broken in that match. So Asuka hit her and broke her nose. And so they called it off. She wrestled the following week. She's saying that the that the nose was swollen, the swelling the swelling went down, so she was able to wrestle the following week. But then after that, they looked into it further, and uh, the car cartilage was dislocated from her nasal cavity and had to be relocate uh, relocated. So she is going to be out for a few weeks. Unfortunate. I also saw that. Uh, when I'm going to put a chat up here in a second, Raj, for a second there. Yeah. The Saying hello, Ryback is biggest fan from India, and he misses you. Thank you very much, buddy. I love you guys. I've been there many times, and uh, you always have treated me really, really great. The softened ba ba Balor also had a broken jaw. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Finn, ba Finn Balor has a uh, broken jaw. Dislocated jaw. and. The, these injuries we're seeing are, are coming now outside of the, the Rich Holland one, which on a dive freak incident accident on that. But again, when you're doing the high risk things and it, it, it puts you in a position where, you know, that, that that's a horrible injury. He's going to be out for, for, for a bit with that. The, you know, the, the broken nose thing with Oscar and, you know, the, the dislocated jaw, I don't understand what's going on right now. And, you know, people, this is something, and now most fan, good fans, this isn't an issue, but where people, Ryback's so dangerous, Ryback's so dangerous. I've heard things throughout where I just believe I'm really good at making things look really believable, which is an art actually in doing that. But you actually have people actually physically breaking bones on people over and over and over again. You have to ask yourself, like, what's going on? That's not, if I were to break somebody's nose or jaw out there, holy hell. I would like what's going on in wrestling where like it, it, it accidents will happen sometimes, but I think we're seeing there's this trend I've seen in wrestling where they think, no, everyone knows it's entertainment. Now, now we're going to go out there and really hurt each other. Right. What? Good luck with that. I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't see now things happen. Accidents happen, but I, we're seeing it more and more often all, all over wrestling. And I think it's, it's a bit concerning wrong guy go ahead and break orton's jaw and see where you're sitting you know in a few weeks you'll, you'll probably be sitting at home but uh, you better uh, there's a way to do this and a way not to do this and uh yeah man that, that it, it's unfortunate for everybody but but 
the, the name of the game is not actually really breaking the bones um, because when you do that, you don't make nearly the amount of money that you do. And the, the shelf life of a wrestler is, is not long to begin with anyways for most people. Yeah. Uh, last week we had exclusively reported uh, that Vince McMahon had sent a letter to talent that they had until last Friday to end any third party relationships that they deemed uh, uh not uh, th- th- that they felt didn't go with their their contracts, and they also said that they are taking over Talent's Twitch accounts. And now it'll be three weeks. Last week, um, when they, in the letter it said four weeks. Uh, a lot of people are very upset about this because WWE is going to be taking over Talent's Twitch accounts, and the money and they will the Talent will get a percentage of the Twitch revenue, but that revenue counts against their downside guarantee. Mm-hmm. And we we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Paige, she issued a tweet this past week that got a lot of people talking. She wrote, learned a lot about unionism today. And uh, Zelina Vega wrote back basically um, saying, hmm, like she's she's interested as well. Uh, AJ Styles, he noted on his Twitch account that he didn't know what was going to happen there. You know, the talent are learning about this from uh, from the Internet and uh he said he'd like better communication uh, from WWE. No, he said, nobody here is making millions on Twitch. We are not pro gamers. That's not what is happening. I feel like for us, it's an opportunity to do, to do what we love, play video games and interact with our fans. It's a chance to appreciate you guys appreciating us. That's basically what goes on, especially with what's, with what's going on in the world. We don't get to see you guys anymore unless you're on the video screen in the Thunderdome. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, this is a situation. Andrew Yang has been talking about this a lot. Uh, we did an interview with him at Wrestling Inc. where he he says he's actively going to pursue uh, going after WWE if Joe Biden is elected president. And, you know, and I'm not a political person and there's a lot going on and all that. But but based on that and some other things that I have going on where I was like, you know what, maybe it's it, it's. I would be really curious to see how that plays out. And I think it's a good thing that Andrew is very well aware of this. And, you know, AJ talking about the communication aspect of that, he is publicly, that is, I love, I love seeing him do that. More superstars need to do that because the communication is the main issue there on so many levels. You know, and like if he were to go to Carano, Mark Carano, um, and go, you're like, what's going on with this? Mark would give him a BS answer. Then if he goes to Hunter or to Vince, they'll give him some, like, they'll deflect him off to somebody. There's no clear cut thing, like, what's going on? What's going to happen is they're going to just end up getting called into a room. This has happened when I was there, and they're going to force talent to sign an updated page for the contract, which includes all this. And it will not, what it will not be in there is an increase in their downside, unfortunately. And so they're just, they just found another way to increase revenue on the back end without giving it to the talent at the number that the talent should be getting. It's more control over WWE to control guys from getting over outside of their platforms. And that is what they are doing. That's why when they, they had the talent sign over their social media to where they have access to it, they actually can legally go in and delete social media from talent's accounts. But the contracts that they tried when I was there that they wanted everyone to sign, they had control to a degree of talent because they were using, if you're using their name or even your legal name at the time you're under contract, there's a lot of things they're doing that are really shady. They're no doubt illegal that needs to be exposed. And it really makes me happy to see Andrew Yang uh, continue to talk about this. And that's one of my reasons why I've talked time and time again 
it's for the hope that the right people would eventually hear. And not saying that he he's learned anything from hearing me talk about anything over the years, but I think it helps. And the more people that do it, it's better in the business because it's going to force WWE to change eventually. But I love Paige. Paige, I hope I hope if all the talent didn't sign the deal over to them, they're not going to do anything. The problem that's going to happen is the top people making the most money don't want they don't want to make waves. Roman will sign and anybody else that's making good money. I guarantee you, I would be shocked in a situation like this. This is what I always said a true leader would do in WWE, which I always wanted to be in that position because I would 100% do it, is Roman Reigns should stand up and publicly make a comment that this isn't right. What do you think would happen with that? Everyone would, it would, it would trickle down that the top, the, the top dog would take control. This isn't right. We're not doing this. But they pay those guys enough. And this is nothing against Roman. This is what happens after years with the business. They did it with Cena. Cena would always play the corporate answer when they screwed us on the video games. When the pay got taken from 75000 a year down to eleven, And because of the, 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 the game developer went bankrupt. But John made his money and came in. They brought us all to a John said, guys, we're a team. We got to suck this up together. WWE never increased the pay for the video games ever again after that because they saw that they could do whatever they want and nobody could do anything about it. And that's what goes on like with these situations. So they keep those top people happy and paid, and then they implement these these more and more uh, just just taking over elements to the contract. And social media is the one place they couldn't control before. Well, now they can because talent are signing it over, are going to sign it over. I hope, though, I hope there's a portion that don't that give them the middle finger. And I think with social media, they will be protected to a degree where people, they will, they will have people have their backs on this situation, but it sucks, man. I don't, I don't get it. When in Twitch, man, I love, I'm over there, Ryback rules. And it's such a positive, loving community. And it, you know, seeing WWE want to come in and take the talent and control them and then give them a portion of pay for that. Like, what if they're using their real names, which a lot of them do, like why, but they have it in those contracts that we could use your real names and have control of you. Well, like nobody's an independent contractor there. That's the other issue on the contracts. And it's, I think, like I said, it's outdated and there's people that are too strong and powerful now that are, that are informed on what's going on that I think that like, you know, it, with the right people in office, if you got a lot of things are about power and control and, and who, you know, I think we may be seeing, you know, Things start to change with Vince, but like I told you, he can't change his ways. He doesn't know any other way. And so now he's he's struggling right now in the sense of it, like he's getting backlash over things and what he's doing is fine. He's trying to take even more control. And I think ultimately it's going to be what makes him go up in flames. But, you know. I can't hear you, Raj. We have no sound on Raj. Hold on. Can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Okay, sorry. That that was a uh, that was something on my end. There was a truck going by, so I put put oh. it on mute. So, <laughs> uh, so Miro, uh, you you talked about Twitch. Miro uh, had revealed that Xavier Woods uh, was the reason uh, that he's on Twitch, and he really got big into it. And uh, yeah, he put he says he's putting his hundred percent into his Twitch channel, and obviously AEW is allowing it. Um, so yeah. I love it, man. And, you know, this is a thing. Xavier Woods hustles on, on, on social media and his career. Seeing him with the video games at the time and not understanding the power of what was really going on. And what happens is sometimes times have changed. And I, I didn't embrace social media 
because I, I do believe living in the real world, but like branding and business wise, it's the most important thing. And every superstar should be taking full advantage of this right now. I'm telling you, the wrestling world, the bubble is so small. Like I said, there's YouTube. Like being on YouTube is so powerful. Like I just hit 250,000 there in over a little bit over a year, year and whatever, how many months. And, and I hope to hopefully get over a million soon with how we're starting to pick up again. But there's a whole world out there that, that you could become well known for when the wrestling bubble is really, really small and it's getting smaller and smaller. So the, the more that the superstars can branch out and do these other things, there could be huge opportunities for them. And too, once you leave, you keep that momentum going, unless WWE suppresses your accounts because you don't sign them over to them. And then you got to hire outside help to break that, that, that system down. But these guys, and what we're seeing WWE is trying to take over because I think they know they can, if they can limit the, maybe how fast some of the guys get over, they don't want getting over. I can tell you right now, they have full contact with these companies on suppressing accounts. I can tell you that firsthand from experience. Like it's, so I just, you, you got the talent need to hustle and get on there. And for Miro going on Twitch, I think getting out of the WWE system and then AEW, AEW is taking the complete opposite approach of WWE of empowering their superstars to go out and to get as popular as you can. You know, you look at Brandy and doing her YouTube stuff. You got, you know, uh, the Young Bucks with being the elite, everything on social media, and getting, gaining these followers and getting this attention. And I think Miro, this is a way for him to go all out. And he's just going all in on the gaming deal. He loves video games. Now, do I think it's the greatest wrestling character ever? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I you know, I don't know. But if he's happy doing it and he, it's who he is, then let's see how it plays out. But I like him embracing Twitch and going all out. Every superstar should be under like going all out on social media right now. Yeah. Um, finally, we had the ratings uh, this past week. SmackDown has been staying very consistent. It was up against the NBA Finals last week, uh, but it still did 2.043 million viewers. Uh, and so, you know, well over 2 million viewers. It stayed well above 2 million viewers. Uh, not well above, but right over 2 million viewers. And it stayed over 2 million viewers ever since they've been in the Thunderdome and, and Roman Reigns has been doing his thing. So a good number of raw viewership. They were down, they were against two NFL games, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, and I believe the NBA as well. And so just really tough competition. And they still did um, 1.686 million viewers. It's down 7% from last week, but with that tough competition, it's... It's not the worst because I think a lot of people were expecting their lowest rating ever. It was their sixth lowest. Yeah. But uh, considering, you know, a year ago, if we were saying 1.686 million viewers isn't bad, <laughs> you know, we would have uh, we would have been wondering what we're smoking. But yep. that's where we are now. So 1.686 million viewers. And then NXT and AEW, they had really tough competition. The Probably the toughest competition of the week against the debate, which did almost 60 million viewers. So... Uh, Dynamite picked up another win. Uh, they pretty much have been winning every week. They drew 753,000 viewers, topping NXT's 639,000 viewers. They both each were down 13% from last week. Again, not bad considering the level of competition that they were facing. Neither of those numbers uh, were even close to their their lows. So, not bad. Yeah, no, in that going up against that debate, that, that could have been a even... You, to, to hold those numbers where both shows, I think, is 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 a good sign that it wasn't worse than what it was. But um, like I said, the I really want to see when we do have crowds back, 
where the number numbers settle in and um, how many people left for good during this. I mean, we're, this is, things have changed a lot in the last year and, and these numbers on the WWE side, I know SmackDown's holding up a little better, but on that network, I'm sure they're still probably not thrilled uh, with, with where it's at. But again, under the current circumstances, and I think it's only fair. We the only way we can really kind of see where things are at is when the crowds are back. The Thunderdome, I think, has helped to a degree um, in, in balancing things out for the time being. I think they they've done a great job at that. I think it looks better now than it looked week one. They they have it. It has a much better energy and feel to it. Um, I like AEW having the people in the arena. I think that shows my favorite show to watch of all the wrestling. I like being able to see real fan interaction in person. Uh, and I'm hoping they can continue to increase those numbers now with everything going on in Florida. Um, I don't know, Rush. And, you know, in three months, if everything is, say, back to quote-unquote normal, you know, is Raw and, and SmackDown, are they going to be still hovering around the 2.2 2 range, which would have been lower than pre-COVID, I believe, right? Right. So th that's kind of where I want to see where everything settles in on this. Um, I think that the advantage will go to, and this is, I personally think the advantage will go to AEW with a lot of the things they're doing and their stars are getting more and more TV time. And the longer they're on television, the, their, their stock continues to climb. And I think we'll see, it'll be really like, you know, and having like guys like Miro there and, you know, just all the stars that they have now, I really, really, am, I think their numbers continue to climb. And I think WWEs are going to continue to. I think they're going to have an initial spike when crowds are back, and then I think they're going to they're going to come settling back down, and they're going to keep that trend going down. My personal opinion, just based off business model, but I mean, we've um, seen it over twenty years. Every year is usually a drop. There have been a couple exceptions where it's stayed even, but uh, more or less, it's been a a, a pretty uh, consistent drop year after year. I agree, and it, it's. We, we, We'll just have to see. It's not a good thing. It's not a good, it, no matter what they say, even with people, you know, viewing habits changing and whatnot, television's not going to go away completely. Yeah. And we've seen, we, I think we all could agree on that. And I think you just, you have to find a way to make it work on TV still, even with the other platforms. And, uh, right. you know, will, will, will wrestling ever get to the, what it was on TV? I don't know. I don't, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> but it would be nice. But I think so. The way that happens, though, Raj, is you need to allow the talents to go out and be get as over and popular as possible in the real world. Yeah. And like I said, you know, if I have a million subscribers on Ryback TV on YouTube, there's a good portion of those people that are going to watch me on TV as well. Would you agree? Right. That's so why are that's where I say the importance of social media for the superstars. And that's what kind of concerns me with WWE wanting to take that over and have that control. Whereas AEW saying, go get over. I think it's an entirely, that's why I, I'm pro AEW is because they're empowering the wrestlers, which is the way it should be. So uh, finally, we got this uh, super chat. Do you see that in there right back? And, and I do. We, we, yep. we ran a little late this week. Next week, we'll definitely get more of your chats and everything in. And I do, we could also, Raj, I was going to say, if we do want to do a few fan questions at the end here, uh, we could go ahead and do that. Sure. I can't pull this up on the screen right now, but Glenn Naglen says, uh, what are your thoughts on Andrew Tess Martin? His death was sad. He's hardly ever talked about anymore. He had so much potential to be a champion. Did you have any interactions with him in the biz? Um, 
I always liked Testas when I was younger. I, I loved his theme song, uh, and I liked you know when he came back all jacked up. And unfortunately, I think he was again that the test I think had issues that wrestling could maybe sometimes hide or temporarily delay that eventually took over. And, uh, you know, obviously he was around before the, the WWE wellness policy. And I think all that stuff in steroids and it didn't, cause let's, let's be honest. He, 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 he was on him, no doubt. And, and, and probably at unsafe, very unsafe levels. And that's not a lot of guys were during that period. Uh, not the drinking and the pain pills and living on the road five days a week, if not more, it was just the perfect recipe for destruction. And we've seen it with so many of the guys that have died young. Now, you know, they put that wellness program in, not for the wrestlers, but to protect them legally from the government. And, you know, it's, and they, 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 but they've, they've left the schedule up until here recently. And a lot of the other, other issues that the guys have, you know, that they still, that is a recipe for destruction as well. But I always thought the potential was the sky was the limit, but at the end of the day, you know, it's up talent too, you know, as far as, the demons in his life, I got the better of him, unfortunately. Um, and, and I didn't have a lot of experience. I don't think I ever, if I, it was a, a it was a hello. It was something it wasn't. And it was me being a guest up there from development. But I, nothing off the top of it, but I can remember. I had no, no bad interactions, that's for sure. So. Yeah. A uh, couple more here. Garrett Unger is, <laughs> I think this is kind of clear, but he's asking, are you going to WWE? Absolutely. I will never wrestle there again. Once I get the Ryback trademark back over everything going on, uh, I would like my, I would like to be deleted from WWE history forever. Personally. Grateful for everything, but I, I, I don't want any part. I've that's, that's something to be remembered for years, remembered for everything I'm doing now. And when I go back to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Alpha G is asking, how's Sophie doing big guy? I hope things are all well. Thank you very much. She's lying here on the floor resting. It's a lot of work morning to night, um, but hopefully we've avoided neck surgery. The next few days, we got an eye on her and make sure. And uh, unfortunately, if her situation, if it looks like she's in a lot of pain or anything, which she's showing improvement every day and she's going, she's living, she has to live a very limited lifestyle moving forward, even more so than uh, I can't walk her anymore, which is something that kills me. I care for walks anymore ever. Cause I can't, she can't wear a collared leash for a walk. Cause her neck, if she tries to, which there's other dogs sometimes out there. Um, and then I, she can't wear a harness because the harness pulls on her back, which has broken her back in the past. So I'm in a, a between a rock and a hard place on everything, but trying to let her live the best, uh, most loving life possible. Um, but, but she is definitely going to be even more limited than she was, but she hopefully will be healthy and she will be very loved. So. Yeah, we got a five dollar super chat uh, from Glenn. Not Glenn. Do you ever see Viscera being in the Hall of Fame? He was the, with WWE for decades and was underused. Uh, <clears throat> I would hope so for his sake. I know there was a falling out. I think a bit. There were, I don't know if there was a lawsuit with the, with his wife. Um, yeah, I don't know. That there was something. And again, that's another situation. And we see this time and time again that talents will spend and give a company everything they have. And then when they leave, the company turns their back on them. Uh, and I can tell you firsthand, you know, with my back and my shoulder injuries, which were amplified tremendously from that company pumping me full of Toradol and cortisone, they did not pay for one thing that I've had done to fix myself. They have not been there for any. There's not been one phone call from Vince or Hunter saying, Hey man, you okay? They don't, 
that's not there. They don't do that. And they use you and they throw you out. And it's what it is. It is what it is. It's, it's that's business. Right. But when you're dealing with human lives and people like this, that literally gave his life for the business. Did he have a lot of other issues? Absolutely. You know, clearly was severely overweight and it always was. And there are a lot of things, but I loved him growing up. I loved Mabel. I loved King of Mabel. I loved that was my period, man, growing up and watching that. And it sucks with guys you watch and grow up with and then they die so young and, and they're not remembered in a, and not just not remembered as far as being um, part of the company anymore. Like you said, in the Hall of Fame, I 100 percent think he should be because a man that size that did what he did. Unremar- just unbelievable and just unremarkable how skilled he had to be to just even function in a wrestling ring and not hurt anybody at that weight. So I agree. I, and I do think he should be. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the wrestlers who were a part of that lawsuit, uh, King Kong Bundy, uh, King Mabel, uh, haven't, you know, they didn't get video packages when they passed. Uh, they're not no. going to be inducted into the hall of fame right now. Um, so we'll see, but uh, busy week, Ryback. But uh, yes, yes. But uh, but thanks as always for having me on. I, I felt like it. Uh, next week should be a lot smoother. But working the kinks out, Raj. Working the kinks out. Thank you very much. Anything to plug to wrap up this week? Uh, yeah, keep checking out wrestling.com. Uh, just tons of content, uh, tons of exclusive interviews. We got Booker T coming up uh, next week. Uh, we also recently had Pineapple Pete, who wrestled Chris Jericho on uh, AEW Dynamite, Thunder Rosa, Mike Bennett, the former Mike Kanellis, Damian Sandow, Josh Barnett, former UFC champion. So keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. Tremendous. Thank you, Raj. And guys, the Ryback Show will be going live Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific at Ryback TV and Ryback Rules over at Twitch. And then it will be going up on all podcast platforms as well. This podcast here, the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, live every Friday. 10 a.m. and check out Feed Me More Nutrition available on feedmemore.com. We have our Halloween $4,000 cash giveaway going on right now. All you got to do is go to feedmemore.com. There's an image on the homepage. Use discount code Halloween4000. You get 20% off at the end of the checkout process, as well as an upgrade for a free shaker bottle and wristband right now. We are hooking you up. I'm giving out $4,000 on Halloween for simply buying the best supplements on the planet with no artificial sweeteners or colors and vegan-friendly formulas. Guys, check that out, and thank you very much. You just listened to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more.